0: Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, grace and peace, the love of God. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison, and I am saying good morning, good morning, good morning, and God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for our one Zion prayer and impartation call. This is the day that the Lord has made, and so we will rejoice and be glad in it. We are here every Tuesday. And every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where brothers and sisters from around the country and abroad like to come together to lock arms to pray seek the lord while he may be found and to call upon him while he is near we are seeing a good god bless you and praise the lord for those of you who this may be your first time joining us it is our prayer that as this may be your first time joining us that it will definitely not be your last time we are here every tuesday and every thursday morning and we just pray that everyone is doing well i pray that All has been well with you, and all has been well with everything that concerns you. It's also my prayer that you have been maintaining a spirit and posture of consecration um, for the last few days, although we stopped our consecration um, on Saturday? Was Saturday the last day of the consecration? I can't remember. Um, But I um, have maintained that spirit of consecration, just really um, pressing into God and to the things that um, he uh, wants to say, you know, one of the best ways to hear God is to quiet yourself before him and in quieting yourself before him, you're able to hear that still, small voice that speaks. So I just encourage all of you um, to, although you may not be, um, you know, literally fasting where you're abstaining from food, but you can maintain that same posture, that same attitude of consecration. And in doing so, you'll see how the Lord will uh, begin to reveal things to you and begin to uh, show you things and begin to speak things to you. One of the things that I know. Um, about this season in our lives, all of our lives, is that God has great things um, for us. He has great things in store for us, um, but it's going to take us taking the time to connect with God in our personal time, not just um, when you gather corporately, but just in your personal time. So if you do not have a uh, time where you meet with God, of meeting time, you know, uh, a lot of times we have uh, set meetings with uh, individuals, but it's good if you have a set time that you meet with the Lord, um, when you just open up your Bible and just sit and let him speak to you. This is how you develop your spiritual muscle. and This is how um, you strengthen your faith. This is how you strengthen your faith. Everything that you do takes time and effort. It takes time and effort. And so your relationship with Jesus Christ is no different. It takes time and effort. There's no way that you will be in a relationship with another man or with another woman who there's been no time and there's been no effort. And so the more time and the more effort you spend, the more you get to know each other. And the more um, you can understand what that person likes and what that person doesn't like. And that's what I've come, come to learn, and that's where I stand um, with, with Christ and, and my love for him. There are some things or there are a lot of things that may not be listed as a sin, but I've come to know that there are things that he just doesn't like. And so because I know he doesn't like those things and because I love him, I don't do those things just like when you're, when you're married and you know that your spouse doesn't like a thing. Well, it's not a big thing for you. You don't really care. You could care either way, um, but your spouse doesn't like it. And because your spouse doesn't like it, you don't do it because you love your spouse. It's the same way in our relationship with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, spending time with him. Um, you'll begin to uh, um, realize and he'll begin to share with you things that pleases him and things that do displeases him and although those those things may not be marked as a sin those are things that you do not do and so it may be okay for other people to do it but it's a thing that God has convicted you about and so that's what you say you just say you know I have a conviction about this I have a conviction about it God has convicted me this is something that I do not partake in or this is something that I do not do we're going to continue our uh Uh, conversation that we had last week, on the character of Christ. Um, We we talked about how um, the the common uh, scripture that we use when we're talking about the, the character of Christ is Isaiah 53 that says that he was despised and rejected a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid it as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. So often when we talk about the character of Christ, uh, we we talk about how he was despised and rejected and he was full of sorrow, he was acquainted with grief. But there are other things that the Bible tells us about Jesus Christ. He wasn't just a poverty-stricken character. Uh, he wasn't just a poverty stricken carpenter. I'm sorry, that that's not just who he was. And so we talked about last week how um, Jesus was a man of great confidence, how he was a man of great wealth, how he had great education, how he was uh, well dressed, and he had a commanding presence. So we went over those things. I'm not going to do a recap today. Uh, we're going to be done this morning at 6:30. Um, so if you did not, I, I believe we uploaded the lesson from last week. I'll double check. I'm not sure, um, but you all can go to your uh, podcast and your uh, or the website and get the. Um, the The replay from that we did talk about um the, well I'll just say this we said that Jesus had a job um and we talked about Jesus being educated um now one of the things that um I want to disfuse is um i took a i'm taking a, a class and um, in this particular class. Um, The instructor of the class was talking about the prosperity gospel, and he was saying that the prosperity gospel is perverted. It's a perverted gospel because Jesus was poor. And what is it for us to be rich when Jesus was poor? And, uh, you know, first thing that came to my mind is Thessalonians when the Bible says that um, that um, he became poor so that through his poverty we might be rich. That's what the Bible says, that Jesus became poor. When the Bible says that Jesus became poor, what it's talking about is He when he left heaven, there's no poverty in heaven. There's only wealth, there's only abundance, there's only, um, you know, (laughs) streets that are paved with gold. Um, There is no lack in the Father. Everything that he needed, he had in the Father when he was in heaven. So when the Bible says he became poor, what it's saying is that he left all of the things that he had that made him rich. He left those things and came to earth and became poor. And through his poverty, we might be rich. So it is the will of the Father that we be rich. But there are things in the Bible that points to us that tells us that Christ was rich. Um, Jesus had many wealthy and influential friends. And he did not lack anything. Um, The Bible talks to us us about Joanna. Joanna was the wife of uh, Shusa and um, the the king steward. And there were also there were other women who ministered unto Jesus out of their substance. And what that means when I say out of their substance, what that means is that they were financial supporters of his work and of his ministry. And um, the, the King Stuart uh, in Luke chapter 8, for those of you that like to take notes, Luke chapter 8, verse 3, um, the King Stuart was a high official and his wife was a prominent woman. And so these were people that undergirded and that supported the ministry of Jesus Christ. Um, um, Uh, uh, Nicodemus was a well-to-do man Um, uh, there was another couple of other people um, that Jesus walked with that were um, very well-to-do he healed Jesus healed the sick and families of rulers and high officials and they would respond liberally in supplying his financial needs and so there's uh, something for us to consider is that You know, although Jesus had no property, uh, he didn't purchase real estate. Um, His clothes were not that of a pauper. Um, Jesus dressed expensively. He lived well. He never lacked money. Um, And how, how do I know this? When the Bible says that Jesus was crucified, the Bible tells us that the soldiers, that they cast lots for his clothing, because they were too fine. They were too expensive for them to cut up, um, which, you know, which they would have done if, if the clothes were of a poor man. They, they would not have cared to cut them up. Um, but the, the clothes of Christ, or too to too fine, too expensive for them to to cut up, so I want to um disfuse or dismantle this idea in um, our minds that um it is uh, evil or it is some type of sin for us to have uh nice things or uh to be you know he he, he God wants us to prosper. He he tells us in Isaiah that he's given us power to gain wealth. He tells us that he wants us to prosper, um, but but our prosperity cannot extend the prosperity of our soul. He tells us to be in good health and to prosper even as your soul shall prosper. So you will never prosper above or beyond the level of your soul. Um, And so you want to uh, make sure that you open up your spirit to receive all that God has for you, that you open up your spirit to receive all that God wants to do for you, and that you come out of agreement with the lie that Jesus wants you to suffer. Um, he, he came to um, free us from these things. Now, suffering is a part of life. Of course, suffering is a part of life, but it is not his will that we stay sick and that we suffer. Um, Another thing that, before we're getting ready to pray, another thing that we need to point out is that Jesus was confident. Jesus had great confidence, although he was meek. Now, what does meek mean when we say that someone is meek? What does that mean? When we say that someone is meek, that means that they have strength under control. Meekness is having strength under control. So, Jesus, although Jesus was meek, he was very confident. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 28 through 29, the Bible says that when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority not as their teachers of the law. I'm going to read that again to you in Matthew seven twenty-eight through 29. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority. And so, brothers and sisters, I want you to understand part of um, the character of Christ is that he was confident he was confident in who he was, what his assignment was, who sent him, who he represented. And so people don't like that about, you know, you know, people may not like that about you. They may not like that you are sure of who you are in God. You're sure of what God has told you. You're sure about your future. Or you're sure about your purpose. But it's okay because um, although they may not like or they may not understand you, um, you know that this is who God has made you to be. And I told you one uh, last week, um, one of the nights, um, how God gave me that scripture in Isaiah that says, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. The Bible says in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Um, Paul tells us to cast not away your confidence because with it comes a great reward. Hallelujah. And so this is something that I want you to understand, that it's okay to be sure. It's not that you're sure in your own power, but you are sure in the power that is within you. You are sure of the Holy Spirit. You are sure of the word of God over your life. And so um, one another thing, let me say this, and it's time to pray. Um, uh, I, 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 one of the other points that I want to point out was that um, I said that he was a man of confidence, but he also had a commanding and a very uh, powerful presence. You know what it is when a person has a commanding presence. My pastor, Apostle Weeks, he has a very commanding presence. When he walks in the room, it's just kind of like that thing where something in you just sits, stands at attention. um, Because of the commanding presence, there are some people um, that, you know, they just have a commanding presence. Jesus had that. The Bible tells us, how do I know this? The Bible says, In John chapter 7 and 45, the Bible says, finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? And they said, why didn't, who asked them, why didn't you bring them in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. And in John 18 and 6, when Jesus said, I am he. When they came to arrest Jesus and they asked him who he was, the Bible says that when Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and they fell to the ground. And so uh, great fear and awe would come upon the people at the words and the works of Jesus Christ. So it is okay to stand in the authority that you know that you have in Christ. It is okay uh, to to uh, be settled. And uh, the fact that uh, the Son of the living God lives on the inside of you, it is okay. It is okay. And so um, to be like the Jesus Christ in the New Testament, and I told you that we're going to go through the, the things of um, he was compassionate, he was full of love, he, um, he was forgiving, he was long-suffering. Of course, we know those things, so we're going to do those on the back end. Um, but I wanted to, to point out to you um, that the Jesus Christ of the New Testament, you know, he worked, and this is how, this is the character we must have. He worked. Um, He was well-educated and learned. He was well-supplied with money. He had a noble presence, and he spoke with authority. And so this, too, is how we should be. Come on, let's pray, Jesus, we love you. And we give your name, glory, honor, and praise. We thank you, Father, for who you are. We we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for this opportunity to come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you, Father, for uh, saving our souls. We thank you that we know that we did not choose you, but that you chose us. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you stood at the door knocking. Hallelujah. And I thank you that we made the decision to open the door and to let you in, to let you in our lives, to let you in our hearts, to let you in our homes, to let you in our circumstances. And so we rejoice this morning because we know that our salvation is secure. We rejoice this morning because we know that our sins have been forgiven. We rejoice this morning because we know that um, with you, we can do all things we thank you father for being with us and for leading us and for guiding us for not allowing us to go on uh, without wisdom and without discernment and without direction. We thank you that your world is leading us and guiding us. We thank you that you told us in your word that your world is a lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for our loved ones. We thank you for our friends and thank you for our families. We thank you for those, Father, who support us and even those who do not support us. We, we pray a blessing upon them today in the name of Jesus. We just thank you, Father, because you've been good to us. We thank you, Father, that you've always made ways for us. We thank you, Father, because there are things that you have done for us that we we don't even know that you did, but those things that you've done that we don't, we're not even aware about for keeping us from danger seen and unseen. we say thank you we have so much to be thankful for this morning. We have so much to bless your name for. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for the women, and prayer family. I thank you for every man and woman and every family that is represented this morning. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, a special blessing upon each and every one of them, whatever their needs are today, whatever their private prayer requests are today. I pray, Father, that you will not only hear them when they pray, but I pray, God, that you would answer them. I pray, Father, that you would turn around every situation, Father, that seems to be going contrary to what it is that you would have in their lives. I pray now in the name of Jesus for resources. I pray for income. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that those that are uh, with lack right now, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus for increase I thank you, Father, that there is nothing that we can ask of you that you cannot do and that you cannot supply. I thank you that you told us in your word that you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So, Father, I pray this morning in the name of Jesus that you would supply our every need. Now, Father, I thank you. Okay, thank you, Father, for this lesson that you have given us. And it is our desire to please you. It is our desire that we live and walk upright before you. It is our desire that our lives are a reflection of your glory. You told us in your word to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Father, I pray this morning in the name of Jesus that you would keep us mind reminded and mindful, Father, that our lives are not our own, and that we represent you, and that there are some people who will never come to know you except through and by us. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, even according to your word, that our lives would be living epistles read and known of all men. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that every evil spirit that has attached itself to us, every evil disposition, Father, I pray uh, every uh, 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 governing spirit, spirit that is governing Father, our souls, that is, antichrist that is not like you. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would reveal it to us, that we may come out of agreement with it, and so that we may decree and declare your word over our lives. And so, Father, we pray this morning in the name of Jesus that our lives would be a reflection of you. We pray, God, that everything that is in our heart that is not like you, we pray, God, that you would reveal those things to us. Father, we have not yet been perfected. Father, we are walking this journey out. And it is our desire, Father, that we grow in you, that we mature in you, that we develop in you. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for every man and woman under the sound of my voice that is dealing with uh, patience and not being able to be patient, those that are anxious, those who are always anxious angry and upset, even with their spouse or with their children or those on their job. They always seem to be losing their patience, I pray, Father, even according to your word. You told us to be anxious for nothing. So we pray for patience this morning. We pray for patience with our children. We pray for patience with our grandchildren. We pray for patience with our husbands, with our wives, with our mothers, with our fathers, even with strangers. We pray, Father, that you would grant us patience. And I pray, Father, that you would allow us to extend grace to all, even, Father, as you have extended your grace unto us. We pray, Father, that our hearts and our minds would be in such a way that we will want to extend grace to others. And so, Father, we extend grace to those, uh, Father, who may... Uh, not know you the way we know you. We extend grace to those, Father, who seem to be an irritant to our souls, Father. We extend grace this morning in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, that that your grace, Father, would grow and, and live and abide within us, Father. You have been gracious with us, and it is our desire, Father, that we be gracious with others in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Today We thank you for the things that you have done. We thank you for the things that are to come. We thank you that you are molding us and making us after thine will. Father, we thank you this morning that you are the potter and we are the clay. And it is our prayer this morning, Father, that you would mold us and make us, Father. After your will, Father, I pray that as the potter has the the clay in the hands in his hands, Father, and he continues when he when the when the clay, Father, uh, gets a, a, a little bumpy, we thank you, Father, that that the potter doesn't throw away the clay. Hallelujah to God! The potter doesn't throw away the clay. The potter just starts over with the clay. And so, Father, we pray this morning in the. Name name of Jesus, that you would be patient even with us. Please be patient. We know, Father, that you are not through with us yet. Father, we bring before you our needs this morning. I'm praying, Father, for every man and woman that is under the sound of my voice that have needs, that have financial needs, those who have uh, needs uh, in their bodies, in their health, Father. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would meet us at our point of need. I'm praying, Father, for for mothers and fathers who are raising autistic children. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would give them the patience and give them the wisdom and give them the understanding and give them the support that they need in the name of Jesus. I'm praying, Father, for every marriage today, Father, that may be in a season of turmoil, a season of unrest. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would intervene on behalf of marriages this morning in the name of Jesus I pray that you would draw them together draw them together even as they loved each other in the beginning I pray that you would remind them of the love that they have one towards another in the name of Jesus we thank you father because we know that not only do you hear us when we pray but we thank you that you answer us when we pray. Father, as intercessors this morning, we come interceding on behalf of children everywhere. Father, the enemy is after our sons. He is after our daughters. But Father, we stay the hand of the enemy, and we stand before you in inter- as intercessors. We stand in the gap, and we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, from state to state, from city to city, from county to county, from borough to borough, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, that you would cover our children even as they're walking to and fro school. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would protect them. Father, we come against this this demon that has been released that is snatching up children as they're walking to and from school. Father, we come against it. We cancel its power and its hold. Now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we plead the blood. We plead the blood over our sons. We plead the blood over our daughters, even those father who have left and gone to college and even those who have left and who are grown on theirs and on their own. Father, they are still our children, and we commit them to you, and we ask God that you would cover them in the name of Jesus. We secure the purpose and the destiny of our sons and our daughters. We secure their purpose, and we decree and declare that the enemy cannot have our children. Bless us today, Father, as we go to and fro the remainder of the day. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus that our hearts would be turned to you i pray father that we would be sensitive to your voice and whatever it is father that you want from us today, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak to our hearts. Father, I pray, Father, that today would be a day of great productivity. I pray, God, that today would be a day of great order. I pray today that today would be a day of great blessings. Remind us of who we are in you. Remind us that with you and in you and through you and by you, we cannot fail. Father, we love you today. We give your name for praise. We thank you for meeting us here this morning. Thank you for this time of prayer and impartation. Thank you, Father, for 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 your spirit that we receive and that we. Field and that we know is with us. Be with us on today. Lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. And we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart, we pray, Father, that they will forever be acceptable in Thy sight. O oh, Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Let every heart that believe it say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I pray this morning, um, brothers and sisters, that uh, as you go throughout the remainder of this day, I pray that your hearts would be tuned in to the Lord um, to hear whatever it is that uh, he has for you on today. Um, I I want to just share this with you, Um, I want to share this with you, that um, I am having some complications from the um, procedure that I had um, last month. I, I am um, experiencing some complications, so um, I, I, I need to take it easy. Um, and so that's what I'm going to do. So I solicit your prayers your patience, and your understanding during this time, all right? All right, I love you all. With the love of the Lord, we will be back here on Thursday because the Bible is right. When Zion travails, she shall bring forth. God bless you. Walk with Jesus today. Shalom. Bye-bye.